This is episode 11 for SEO snippets for April the 7th, 2020. Today we'll be covering crawled, currently not indexed, a coverage status guide. Written by Christopher Long on the Moz blog. Definitely uh, great to get some answers into this one. If you've ever had this happen to you in your Google search console, you will understand how frustrating this is. I hope you enjoy. Uh, If you like this article, please let me know. Uh, More information at the end of the podcast. Thank you. Crawled, currently not indexed, a coverage status guide. Written by Christopher Long on the moz.com blog. Uh, Tagged under Advanced SEO, this was written on March the 9th, 2020, so a little bit backwards in time here, but that's okay, good content stands the test of time, and I'm sure Chris, or Christopher rather, uh, as he has written his name here, would agree with me there. So if you've seen uh, this in your Google Search Console, in your client's Google Search Console, you know this is a frustrating, frustrating thing to see. Crawled, currently not indexed, and you've got a list of URLs, that there's basically no explanation on. So in this article, Chris digs into the common reasons he's seen why, based on his experience in his agency and people that he talks to and knows, and lists out maybe some suggestions that you can try to hopefully keep those URLs outside of this pretty much a dead zone, a black spot for Google uh, in their search console. So let's jump straight into it here. I'm going to skip through a lot of this because I want to get down to the meat of what is the actual, what are the solutions of these things, there's quite a few. So we'll go into the definition here, Chris lists the definition, he says let's start with the official definition. So according to Google, uh, crawled currently not indexed basically means the page was crawled by Google but not indexed. It may or may not be indexed in the future. No need to resubmit this URL for crawling. Alright, so if you've seen that, you've probably read that and went, great, that doesn't help me. No idea what to do. So, but Chris has a good way of looking at it. And I gotta say, when this first happened to me, I did manage to figure out why that was happening in my scenario, um, but it didn't break it down quite as well as he does here. He says, essentially from this information, we know that Google is at least one, able to access the page. So no issues there with them actually crawling it because they've said that, right? Google took time to crawl the page. So not only can they access it, but they have the resources to do it. And three, after crawling, Google decide not to include it in the index, right? So that probably leads you to the understanding here is that uh, if it's accessible and worth them to spend the time to look at it, then there's something on that page is the issue with it being shown, which may to some of you sound like, well, a duh moment, but uh, I can tell you from experience, not to all of us. So see, the key to understanding this status is to think of reasons why Google would consciously decide against indexation. So we're gonna jump into the common reasons. I'm gonna try and give you a bit of an understanding of what that common reason is and an example as Christopher does here. And then I'm gonna try and give you some solutions for it and let you know sort of how big of a deal this might be for you if you have URLs in there. Now obviously this is all prefaced with the whole uh, pretty standard thing. SEO, quote unquote, it depends, right? How many do you have in there? How big is your site? Etc. 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 So you have to use your own judgment on that one. Okay, so number one is false positives. It's the first reason. 
So it says it's not common to find URLs that are getting reported as excluded, but turn out to be in Google's index after all. I agree with that. I've definitely had that experience myself. It says here that, however, when using a site search operator, we can see that the URLs uh, actually might be in Google's uh, index. So you can do this yourself uh, if you have this uh, common error, so you have false positive potentially, and you've seen this URL in Google search, uh, or you think you've seen it in Google search, but you're, they're showing up under this report, uh, under this crawl but not index report. You can use a site search operator to go site colon your uh, main URL and see if that comes up. Now, uh, it's not a great start, but I, I disagree quite a bit here with Christopher, unless my knowledge is a little bit outdated on this particular subject. But from my understanding, the site search operator uh, will only show you, it will show you everything that Google knows about, but it doesn't necessarily mean that page's index. I think it used to mean that, and that's where the, the misunderstanding come from, but uh, I'm quite sure that the case is now that uh, Google will show you every URL they know about on your site if you do a site search operator, or every URL they know about which is eligible for them, eligible that they've crawled and, 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 and uh, maybe not indexed, but they've cached, right? Uh, so I think this may give you skewed results. That's just my opinion. Uh, I wish I had to spend a little bit more time checking this one for you, but I would say take this with a grain of salt, right? What you may want to do outside of or in addition to what Christopher just suggests here is you may want to cite just instead of site searching, just Google search your domain uh, your, or your brand and maybe a few string of words from that particular page, whatever's unique content on that page and you might be able to find it that way. If you cannot find it that way, I think that's a good indicator that it's not indexed. Uh, site search, if it does bring up everything Google knows about but not necessarily indexed, you're just replicating what this report does. Uh, and again, you may need to check those facts or if you don't want to, just Google it and see what happens. <laughs> uh, so he says the solution is do nothing if you find that anyway, right? If you find it, it's a false positive, let Google work it out, uh, move on. Number two, uh, one, the second most common thing that he finds is RSS feed URLs. So uh, one of the most common, he says, but many times these URLs have the f uh, forward slash feed string attached to the end. So if you have an RSS feed for more than likely your WordPress blog or any other website you do have, it's highly likely that uh, you are seeing these showing up in the crawl, currently not indexed report. Um, basically, this is more or less the same as above. Solution is to do nothing, that's fine. Google is likely selective in choosing not to index those URLs, and there's good reason for that. If you go to that URL, you're going to find an XML data document, which you don't want users to find. It's not helpful for anybody. Uh, so if you have that feed appendage on your URLs, you know that that's it. If you don't have it and you're having some uh, URLs showing up, you maybe want to check what your uh, website does, how your website processes that RSS feed and see if that's what's showing up. Number three, paginated URLs, low priority as well. Uh, this is very common for e-commerce websites. You see you know, search for, let's say it could be red shoes, page one, red shoes, page two, red shoes, page three, right? You don't need all of those pages indexed in Google. The solution for that is essentially more or less to do nothing, 
right? You want Google to crawl them, you want them to know that everything that exists on those pages, but you don't necessarily want uh, those pages showing up in search above your product pages themselves, or maybe your category pages as well themselves. So if you see this, do nothing. He says here, if anything, make sure that you don't do anything to impact the crawling of that individual pagination. You will shoot yourself in the foot, uh, so don't stress too much if that's what's happening to you. Number four, expired products. It's a medium priority, right? Uh, he says here that it, you can find a lot of, of URLs showing up um, that are for products that maybe you're out of stock or expired. Uh, he says especially on e-commerce sites, uh, I guess if your e-commerce is your main bread and butter, says it appears that Google checks to see the availability of a particular product. If it determines that a product is not available, it proceeds to exclude that product from the index. Now, I would say this counts only for those URLs that have said this for quite some time. Google cannot ping your site that much. I wouldn't be overly stressed if you have something that's out of stock for say a day or two, or maybe even a week. Um, obviously, this is my opinion, that part is definitely my opinion, e-commerce is not my main bread and butter. But, I don't believe that Google's going to move that fast. Um, Christopher says, this makes sense from a UX perspective, as Google might not want to include content in the index that users aren't able to purchase. However, if these products are actually available on your site, this could result in a lot of missed SEO opportunity, which of course we know. The more interesting part about this uh, particular thing, about this uh, fourth point, expired products, is that he's seen instances where there is no indication on the front-facing content that this, this product is out of stock, right? There's no indication on Google, uh, to the user at least. Uh, his suggestion here is it looks like that Google is actually checking your, your schema uh, or your, some of the code in the back end of the of the page and if it looks like the the availability of that product is set to out of stock on the back end if it can see that when crawling that product page it's going to exclude that from index as well uh, so be sure that you've set that up correctly that that schema functions correctly for your uh, e-commerce site because if it is marked out of stock when it shouldn't be obviously that's a big issue so the solution for this is check your inventory availability and check your schema.org or your, your uh, HTML code or whatever you're coding in to make sure that that is, um, that is showing as available when it is available. Uh, so you can do that uh, by performing a crawl on your website using Screaming Frog, scrape the data from your product pages and look for something that says out of stock, right? So you should be able to that way find them and cross-reference those URLs with the out of stock schema or the out of stock uh, bit of code, whatever it is for you, and be able to go back and fix those one by one. And you should be able to cross-reference that again with your currently not index report too. So if you see the matchup, you'll see uh, how on point that is or not. Uh, number five, fifth most common is 301 redirects. He says, I'm gonna quote directly, one interesting example we've seen appear under this status is destination URLs of redirected pages. Often, we'll see that Google is crawling the destination URL, but not including it in the index. However, upon looking at the SERP, we find that Google is indexing a redirecting URL. Since the redirecting URL is the one indexed, the destination URL is thrown into the crawled 
currently not indexed report. The issue here is that Google may not be recognizing the redirect yet. As a result, it sees the destination URL as a duplicate because it's still indexing the redirecting URL. So if that was too much to listen to, I'm not quite sure. Uh, think of it this way. You redirect uh, URL A is redirecting to B. Google sees this, doesn't process that that's a redirect and thinks that URL B is a duplicate of URL A. Therefore, it says, okay, URL B is a duplicate. We won't index it. We're gonna to continue to index the page that should be 301ing. Therefore, you get the wrong thing showing up in SERP. And when that happens, you see that um, users are clicking and then redirecting and it may be affecting, I guess, all sorts of other tracking issues on your site, etc. So his solution here, I think is actually quite a good one. Uh, it's probably something I wouldn't have immediately come up with, but apparently John Mueller has recommended this in the past, is to create a temporary sitemap uh, to make sure that those 301s are being processed. So uh, he says to create one, export all of the URLs from the report in GSC, Google Search Console, Two, match them up in Excel with the redirects that you've set up previously. So more than likely, uh, for most people who pull down your HD access, prof, HD access profile from uh, a file from uh, WordPress, or I guess whatever plugin you use, or, or get it from your developer or whatever, find all the redirects that have a destination URL in the report that you downloaded from Search Console. Uh, then create a static sitemap of those URLs with Screaming Frog, and then upload that sitemap. Uh, and monitor the report over the next days uh, to, I would say, maybe a week. Um, I would assume that Google would process that very quickly because you should be able to submit that as a sitemap, right? Number six is thin content. So the sixth most common reason is thin content. It's a medium priority. Obviously, this is self-explanatory as well. You need to make sure that the content that you've got in your pages is large enough uh, to be worth even being indexed, right? So this can happen very often for e-commerce websites. You're gonna have thousands and thousands of products probably, and you're gonna have a lot of products there where there may not be a lot to say. Red chair is red chair, I don't know. Blue shoes are blue shoes. Uh, especially if they're very generic in nature. Or maybe 2B pencil is, is just a 2B pencil. What more can you say about a 2B that's different to a 4B? I'm not sure. Uh, another place that that can happen is, I suppose if you've got uh, a lot of pages that have one review on them, or you you know, there's a lot of websites, especially WordPress, uh, I think probably some Shopify uh, that do similar things where you they might host a, one or two reviews on one page and then dynamically pull those into the home page in a certain area um, to make it look pretty, uh, but. Google is seeing that one lonely page with maybe 50 to 75 words on it and saying, well, that's not of use to us, it's crawled and it's currently not indexed. So the solution here is if those pages are important to you, you're gonna to have to add more content or somehow adjust the indexation signal. So you're gonna to have to try and force that through to Google. Now, I'm not quite sure how you may do that. Uh, Christopher suggests here, if indexation is unnecessary though for the content you're finding, the bigger question becomes whether or not you should take the additional steps to strongly single signal sorry, that this content shouldn't be indexed. So if indexation of these pages, these thin content pages aren't important to you, you have to decide whether you're gonna strongly signal to Google, don't index them, don't worry about them at all. So the crawled 
currently not indexed report is indicating that content is eligible to appear in Google's index, but Google is electing not to include it. And I think I'd agree very much with that. You want to let Google know that if those, if Google identifies these pages, says, look, these are eligible, but they're not good enough for us, you definitely want to let Google know like, hey, we recognize these might be eligible, but don't worry about it at all. So that might be your no index uh, tag. Number seven, duplicate content. Uh, that also goes without saying, right? In the past, duplicate content was a big scary thing, at least for most white hats, because you're worried about getting the band hammer. Uh, the solution for that one is just add unique elements to the duplicate content. Find your duplicate content, add elements. Now, I'm quite sure there are multiple uh, tools that can help you do this. Probably the most uh, well-known is, is Copyscape, uh, but that may be a little bit old, and maybe I'm... Um, I'm behind the times on that one. I haven't actually looked into uh, duplicate content tools. It hasn't been something I've had to worry about for a while personally. Um, but you may want to make sure that your your website pages don't have a lot of duplicate content on them uh, to you, but also across the rest of the web, especially if you're in e-commerce. So one of the things you could do, and most people do, I think, is you take a string of that content on the page where you think that might be an issue. Say that is for you know, red shoes or the 2B pencil and you copy that uh, description and you quotations around it, you whack it into Google and you see what Google says. And if it shows up you know, 150 pages with that exact sentence in it above them and, and none of them are yours, then obviously that's an issue that you need to address. Uh, and I would say from my experience in the past when I have done this, rewriting and adjusting that uh, really has shown some really good results. So Christopher says here, there's no one size fits all standard to fixing that, but three options are rewrite the content fully. Number two, use dynamic properties so you can inject unique content onto the page. So that may work, especially if you're scaling for service locations instead of e-commerce, you may be scaling for, I don't know, uh, carpet cleaning in X city all across the United States or Europe or wherever you are. Or number three, re remove large amounts of unnecessary boilerplate content. So you can review the boilerplate stuff and say, okay, we're gonna take out a lot of this uh, uh, extra stuff and just try and keep maybe less content on the page, but more unique content on each page, depending on how much you've got. Uh, so you have to make the decision as you go. Number eight, private facing content. So there are some instances where Google's crawlers gain access to content they shouldn't have access to. If Google is finding dev environments, it could include those URLs, URLs in the report. So I'm sure, I feel like everyone I know has seen uh, when you see a website that's indexed with its dev environment index, maybe somebody's um, you know, uh, template is up or something like that from when they were building up the, uh, the, the styling of their site or before they went live or usually someone's hired somebody from Upwork or Fiverr to do some dev work for them and these guys have not been aware of the SEO implications of just creating a whole subdomain maybe which is essentially a copy of the site for them to work on. So there's all sorts of uh, ways that this can happen but the solution essentially is to adjust your crawling in the indexation initiative. So, in a nutshell, I would say, make sure you go back, uh, have a look for this. So this is where maybe a site search could be very useful to you um, because it would say Google has found all these URLs, but these URLs may or may not be indexed uh, and you would want to go and 
uh, let Google know for maybe a dev site, no crawl and no index. You don't need them in there generally. Uh, most people don't, so you may do that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably the main one. I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to get too technical. Also, because off the top of my head, when reading something out, it's very hard to get technical into. But if you have this issue, it's probably uh, and you're not sure how to resolve it or how you should go about it. This is definitely an, uh, probably a point where you should engage your dev team and, and an SEO uh, expert in that area, or maybe an SEO who can do a bit of both. Who knows it? But. Uh, I still think they're rarer than they need. They should be. <laughs> so maybe do a bit of both so you have uh, balances and checks on SEO and dev guy because those two ends don't usually agree. Uh, and that's basically it. Uh, I could go through the conclusion of this report, uh, but I don't think I need to. I feel like that uh, sums it up pretty well. I'm gonna very quickly just go over those 10 again. So number one, false positives. So you may have false positives in the crawl, but currently not indexed report in GSC. If you find them, don't stress about them, move on. Number two, RSS feed URLs. You may have an RSS feed for your website. Google might pick it up. If it picks it up, uh, it shouldn't be indexed. So again, don't worry about, move on. Number three, paginated URLs, very common for e-commerce, very common for potentially uh, blog pages and blog archives. If you see them in this report, that's fine. You want Google to be able to access those pages, but you don't want them to index those pages. And that's essentially what this uh, report is saying. We can access them, but we won't index them. And that's exactly the result you want. You may tweak, I guess, your no index tag, if that makes sense to you at the time. Uh, but uh, if you're not sure about that, maybe just leave it there and move on. Number four, expired products. If your products are expired or out of stock, Google may choose to not show them in search. That could be because A, I guess they are out of stock, or B, uh, because you have elements in the back end of your code or somewhere on the website that is reporting these, uh, these as out of stock when they are not. Uh, you should check those pages, uh, check the front end facing content and the back end facing schema to make sure that these are marked correctly. Number five, 301 redirects. 301 reader, sometimes Google will pick up a 301, uh, it'll pick up page A and think that page B that the redirect should finish at is a duplicate when it is not. If it is not, the best solution is to download the report, uh, download all of your 301 redirects that are set up from wherever you get those from, uh, match those two up and then create a temporary sitemap using Screaming Frog and then upload that back up and let Google index it. That should solve the issue and is at least John Mueller advocated if not approved anymore. I'm not quite sure. Six, thin content. If you've got thin content, Google's not gonna index it for obvious reasons. So if you want those pages indexed, go and fill out the content. If you don't want them indexed, then let Google know and save yourself any trouble. Number seven, duplicate content. Duplicate content is very common if you're scaling at large, uh, a large amount of pages for e-commerce or for locations and services. Very easy, add unique elements to the duplicate content. So that might mean that you have to rewrite it fully per each location or per each uh, product. Or you might use dynamic properties to uh, add bits of unique content in certain areas. You may instead decide to remove large amounts of un unnecessary boilerplate content that's on the page, depending on how long those pages are and what you've got on it. 
uh, or if your site is dependent on user-generated content, uh, you may have to fix that up and then inform all users that uh, content needs to be unique and they cannot duplicate other content. Uh, reason number eight, private-facing content. So that's your dev sites and things. Again, if those are getting shown, you need to find out where they are and change your indexation initiative. So tell Google, you know, maybe crawl it, but don't index it, or don't crawl it and don't index it. It's up to you and your situation. Hope that helped you. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please check out Christopher, uh, Christopher Long, his name is, sorry. I don't have his Twitter, unfortunately. I'm gonna start shouting out these guys as I go, uh, but I've been a little bit unprepared for Christopher. If you do or don't like this either way, please reach out to me on Twitter at Patrick Herbert O. Uh, I'm open to any and all feedback there. I would love to hear from you. If you have things that I should cover, or people that I should know about who cover great content, but don't show up on Moz or SCJ or all those other places, let me know. I feel like there's a lot of experts in the industry that should have their content covered. That's it for today. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thank you.